everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me is Dan. Hey, Dan. Hi, Jared. Hi, Dan. Dan, are you excited for this episode? I am excited. OMG. It's a ketchup and mustard episode. Ooh, ketchup and mustard. Hold the relish. Hold yeah. it. Hold it on my hot dog? I don't know. Oh. Is that funny? Is it? Today we're going to be talking about films that aren't necessarily independent. They may be, they may not be, but it's more of like, uh, what have you been watching type of a thing? We're going to go into that. So it could be movies. It could be TV. Uh, yeah. So this is a relaxed fit. This is a kick off those loafers. Yeah. Get real snug. Ooh, yeah. Get a, get a hot cup of cocoa. On this summer, <laughs> this hot, <laughs> hot summer we're going through, uh, and just record temperatures across the yeah. nation. Uh, anywho, uh, Dan, we're going to talk about films. Isn't yes. that a what a novel concept? Yes, I have four, possibly more, but we will see where ah. the conversations go. Four, possibly more. Would you like to start us off, Danielle? Sure. I watched a film that I enjoyed. It's kind of like a. It's a. I, I like thrillers, like suspense action thrillers. It's kind of like an action thriller almost. Okay, so Hannah is about this girl who um, is raised in the woods by a man, her father, question mark, but she... She's scary. Yeah, she, um, that's, that's, I think her name is Sorja something or other. Sorja Ronan is her name. Oh, Kate Blanchett is in this? Yeah, and she plays the bad guy. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Bana, I think, is... Oh, yeah, Eric yeah. Bana. So Eric Bana plays the guy that's raising her, and he's her father, but he's not really her father. I'm not going to spoil that. But basically, the the idea is whenever she feels like she's ready to leave the woods, he's mm-hmm. going to let her leave. He's like, if you leave, this woman named Kate Blanchett is going to try to come kill you. <laughs> And Her name is Kate Blanchett. <laughs> it is Kate Blanchett, and she will kill you. Anyway, um, so the film is about this girl leaving and meeting Eric Bana somewhere at a pre-disclosed, predisclosed location, and she has to survive all the way to make it to where he's going to meet her. But she doesn't necessarily make it all the way, and he has to fucking fight to get her back, and it's fucking rad. It was such a good... It was a oh. nice, fun romp. Nice, fun romp, I would say. I enjoyed it. Directed by Joe Wright and written by Seth Lockhead and David Farr. Now, Do we know them from anything I else? don't know. I didn't look them up. But I will Pride say that... Pride and Prejudice, 2005 director. I will say that a- Hannah is now a Amazon Prime series. So oh. that, that same story, I don't know if it was like, I don't know what the original IP is, like whether it's a novel or a graphic novel or something, but mm-hmm. now it's a, it's a multi, multi-season series on Amazon and I might watch it. I bet that works pretty well. Is yeah. it the same actor? No. Or actors? It's all different. No? Okay. All right. That kind of makes sense. Uh, that's neat. Yeah. So on a scale to, from one to fun, Dan, what would you say? It was fun. I, I, I lost, it wasn't, it's not the best movie that I'm going to be talking about today, but it was fun. Uh-huh. It was fun. What a glowing review. You heard it first. Fun. <laughs> uh, okay. So my film is called Scarlet. It came out Ooh. in 2022. I saw it this year in theaters at a little, uh, independent theater. I was visiting, um, 
think it's called San Rafael. It's near San Francisco. It's a nice place. I, I was liking visiting that area. Like we weren't specifically there for San Rafael. We were we were visiting the Redwoods, but our hotel was there. And we're like, hey, let's see if there's any independent theaters. We found one. It was it was very pleasant. So this is a French film. Uh, it is done by Pietro Marcello, is the director, and, and written by Alexander Grin and two others here. It's Pietro also wrote it and uh, Mer- Maurizio. Oh, my pronunciation. Perfect, as always. Here's what I'll say. It's really well directed. I, I enjoyed this film a lot. It was really fun to watch. It mixes like fairy tale Ooh. and there's a hint of magic. There's kind of a whole theme around the film going like magic has died because no one sings and no one like believes in it anymore. And the world's just so dour and grim. And uh, it's like a fairy tale that kind of sneaks up on you. And I, I, oh, I like cool. that aspect of it. The, the guy who plays the dad in this, he is a giant of a man and he has the biggest hands I've ever seen on someone. <laughs> he's like Andre the giant, but he's a master carpenter and he was the most endearing to me. I also think the lead role does a really good job. The one thing I will say that kind of didn't work for me is there's a romance between these two, between a pilot and then the main character. Yeah, It's really rushed. I feel like they give so much time for everything else, but then these two falling in love, it happens instantly. But now that I think about it, isn't that how fairy tales go, really? Where yeah. it's like the woman and the man meet and they instantly fall in yeah. love. There's like yeah. no lead up at all. So I, I think that's what they were going for. Overall, I would highly recommend this movie. I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. A great drama. It's got some cool songs in it. Uh, some nice singing. And then that that little hint of magic. Ooh, keeping you interested. But yeah, that's it. So my next film, oh man. It's called Big Booty Bitches. <laughs> what a journey this film took me on. Um, it is an action horror sci-fi, according to IMDb. According to IMDb. <laughs> 2005. Um, it's called Alone in the Dark. And it has a 2.4 on IMDb. And let's let's get a little narrative going. I don't think this deserves a 2.4. I think it deserves a little bit more, but... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this the 2022 version? No, this is the 20, 2005 version. So it, the, here's, here's the synopsis. And this is what got me to watch it. A detective of the paranormal... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't say anything. A detective of the paranormal slowly unravels mysterious events with deadly results. And it has Christian Slater in it. I'm like, what? Christian Slater? And it has Tara oh, Reid in it. And I'm like, what? Tara Reid? You're my has, favorite human It has being, so Dan. many other people. And I'm like, why haven't I heard of this movie? And then and then the director shows up on my screen. And it's it's Uwe Boll. And no wonder I haven't seen it. And like to, to Uwe Boll's credit, he can put together a film. He can technically make a film. Yes. He can. So this, I learned finally by seeing his name, I'm like, oh, this must be a video game. So I, I looked up um, yeah. Alone in the Dark and it is, it it's is. a longstanding video game. Apparently it was like the inspiration for Resident Evil, like the very first one. Oh, it came before Resident Evil. Anyway, this film doesn't make any sense a lot of the time, but it's filmed really well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching the trailer right now and I'm like, this looks like really fun. 
It looks stupid, but... There's this, like, fucking three-minute text crawl at the beginning that he had to put in the film because nobody got it. Like, the test audiences were like, I don't understand the plot. So he's like, fine, I'll put this text crawl. Like, so he has a fucking Star Wars bullshit at the beginning of the film. That's really good. This looks like a really (laughs) fun movie to get drunk and watch with friends or with riff tracks. Because in the middle of no... Like, the very... Last 30 minutes, last 20 minutes of the film... It has like the Uwe Boll trademark where like just the whole team of SWAT people come out with guns and fucking metal music, like groove metal music starts playing and they just shoot at shit randomly. Is it just the scene from uh, the first Predator movie where they just fire into the the forest? Yeah, but imagine that, but with like with groovy new metal music oh it's, my it's god oh. like at that point i'm like I, I just i welcomed anything that was ridiculous and that just it set me off on this like hilarity so i have to say yes the movie was confusing but like to rate it 2.4 stars i i don't know i'd give it at least 3.5 <laughs> <laughs> The special effects were pretty good. He dumped, like, from what I understand, let me find the trivia. Like, it, it's, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense, this trivia. After the execs read the green draft of the shooting script, the film got an additional $10 million, and he poured all of that into special effects. So the special effects are pretty good for 2005. Yeah, and it, it looks, they look good. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, I just sent Dan a woman's head split in two, but yeah. it's special effects and it looks amazing. Yeah, like almost practical. Like, look, the first review here is a spectacular crap fest, but like, that's fun. That yes, can be fun. Exactly, if you know exactly. what you're getting into and you should, I think most people should know by now. If you're if you're into movies at all, you're going to know who Uwe Boll is. But uh, yeah, I mean, not all his films are, you know, knee slappers but this film looks really silly and fun and i would like it and i will say that it probably isn't his worst film yeah you're not gonna be bored when you're watching one of his fucking ridiculous movies trying to think of like what's what's the worst film i've seen that he's done i don't know i'm sure he's done some stinkers all right i'm not i'm not here to like defend him that much anyway that's that was (laughs) my number two film i'm just saying his films have a place in cinema Yes, cinema. Nice, Dan. What a what a great wow. I wonder if any of our films are gonna like match up. Kiss. Yeah, I have two more. From Scarlet to Alone in the Dark. Wow, what a journey we've taken already <laughs> on this star-studded episode. Here's one at a. Here's something new. Inside Out. You heard oh, of it? Yes, I have heard of it. 2015. I never saw this movie when it first came out. It, I completely missed it. Me and my wife were just scrolling around looking to watch something. And I'm like, I want to see a Disney thing. And uh, this is directed by Pete Doctor, great name, and Ronnie Del Carmen. They both wrote and directed it along with uh, Mel, Mel Lefiel, who also wrote this. Star-studded cast as the voices, Louis Black, Amy Poehler, Bill Hader. Wow. Uh, just tons of really good people in this. It's got my favorite character of all time now, uh, Bing Bong, the imaginary friend. And he has his own theme song about Bing Bong and it's genius. Oh, he's played by Richard Kind. I love Richard Kind. Yes, Richard Kind is amazing in this. Dude, Kyle MacLachlan's in this? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. This film made me get teary-eyed over a character called Bing Bong. Okay? (laughs) So fuck you, Inside Out. It's a great movie. I'm annoyed that it didn't get a sequel. 
It has a sequel. I don't think twenty twenty. It does. It's coming out next year. I was afraid that this film didn't do well enough for a sequel, but I, I'm guessing maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I will watch it. I would wa- probably watch it in theaters. I had so much fun with this film. It's a sweet little movie about a girl who is growing up and she's gone through a big move and she's lost all her friends and she's in a new house and they're in San Francisco. They used to live more in the country and like a white picket fence type of area. So her whole world's upended and it's about these little emotions that live in her body that are controlling her like a robot. Basically it's ridiculous. The premise is insane, but everyone has them and they're all like driving people to do certain things and think certain ways. And it's like, well, what would happen if you lost the things that make you, you or like the core concept of happiness and sadness were just removed from you as a human being. Like what would you be like? you would be a crazy person. So yeah, yeah it's, it plays with a lot of those aspects. I, there's so much more that they could play with in a sequel, especially if they did a sequel of this girl hitting puberty or becoming mm, a teenager. That, that would be, be really good. It's That might be the sequel. It writes itself. So yeah, good movie. Really enjoyed it. Fun for the whole family. Uh, inside Out. There you go. Jared, I watched... A stellar blockbuster. No, not stellar. I wouldn't. I would not call this one stellar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe I would. I, there's some really cool things, and there's some really stupid things. So Alone I in watched, the Dark too. I watched John Wick Four. <laughs> oh, John Wick Four. Okay. Me and my <laughs> wife are getting into John Wick. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen the first one and maybe some of the second, but we really like the first one. So I don't care how bad they get. We might watch them all. They're fun. They are fun. This one is too long. Like it's, <laughs> uh, it's almost three hours long. Oh my God. Why? It's fucking like, please cut the fuck out of this film. There's <laughs> first of all, like this, this film had just one thing that made me think and was really cool. Like philosophically wise, and it was this line he said um his his ally his like gangster ally he said friendship means little when it's convenient i'm like huh that's a good quote i like that a lot but you know what lasts forever what family family lasts forever indeed. when does vin diesel show up vin- never now I don't know how much I want to spoil of this for you since you might watch it. Yeah, don't tell me. Tell me what the main print, like, what is the main threat that Keanu... I don't, I don't even fucking, like, he's, he's still, you have to know what happened in three to understand what's going on in four. Oh, so it's a direct sequel. Yes, like, everything that's happening, all of them, all of them are direct sequels. Like, it just blows up. Like, the story just keeps going. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. But the story is so simple that you're not watching it for the story. You're watching it for the gun foo and the kicky punchies. Jared, two things about this film. There is yes. an amazing sequence of cinematography where he's going through this um, burning dilapidated mansion and they cut the roof off of it and film it from the top down and they kind of track him through each room. So it looks like an over the head video game. It fucking rocked i love it so so cool but then almost immediately after that is the stupidest thing they could have done towards the end i'm gonna let you experience it but towards the end of this film there's about like 20 to 30 minutes 
like there's a fight that's going on. Maybe maybe less than that, but it feels like it's a long fucking time, especially because it's one of those battles where it's, he seems victorious, but then he has to get back a couple steps. You know what I mean? But how many times does that happen? I'm just going to let you watch. Oh, like, no. I'm just going to let you watch it because it is... It is fucking ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. If it's Keanu Reeves fighting a shadow version of himself, I understand that because no. how does perfection beat perfection? It's not possible. No, so, of course, that seems so, to go on so for 30 the, minutes. The thing is, like, there's this new... Okay, so a little context here is, like, the organization that he's a part of is not letting him leave and so they're going to kill him, right? So the the person who's like kind of like the head honcho of this organization, but like the face of it, who gets who who can be replaced, but the new one, he's played by Bill Skarsgård, the guy who did um uh it. Yeah, anyway, I like him. Yeah, so he he plays the the he plays the bad guy, and basically Keanu has to get himself back into the the organization and challenge this guy to a duel and kill him. So he can finally be free. Because he'll be the boss? Yes. That's basically what this is. Dude, that's really funny. And that's great. I love that. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting, but it takes so long to get to that final fight. And once you get to the fight before the final fight, you get so angry because of how ridiculous it is. I'll say oh, that. Man. At least I got very angry. But well, what does he have to fight? Like the seven deadly sins or some shit? Is it like all the the deadliest Viper clan come out? And it's like, if it's fun, I don't know. It's fun, but then it's fucking stupid. And then is it like, exhausting? Oh, yes, it's exhausting. Okay. All right. You'll see I what you. I mean. It's very exhausting. It's stupid. The reason why it's exhausting is fucking, it's dumb. Like, yeah. it's dumb. It brought me to a point where I'm like, did they really just do that? It, it made me question the movie. Wow, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. It was that silly. is interesting. Okay, would you recommend it to someone who has if not seen any of the films? Any of the John Wick films? Yeah. No, you wouldn't know what's going. So on. you have to know. You have to know. Okay, you have to have context. All right. But it looks great. It's a great looking movie. It's just too fucking long. <laughs> like, gotcha. Gotcha. I'd like to see it. I'd like to get through the other ones. Maybe not watching them back to back. I think I might no, lose my that's, mind. That's too but, much. Uh, too we'll much get through it eventually. Too much gung fu. Uh, said no one ever, Dan. Speaking of, wait a minute. Have, did I ever tell you about Guns Akimbo? I've seen it. Do you want to talk about it real quick? The Daniel Radcliffe one? Yep. It was, okay, it was no, fun. So we, we did talk about it then. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend it for people, but I like Daniel Radcliffe and it's a stupid movie. He holds his it's, his penis with guns. He he does. He does a lot of things with guns <laughs> stapled to his hands. So it's it's a silly. It's it's like a trauma film that somehow that movie, yeah. got made <laughs> with That's, a high budget. It's very silly. It was fun. Anywho, uh, my next film is called "You Hurt My Feelings." Damn, oh. you hurt my feelings. What did I do? It is written and directed by Nicole Holofessner. H-O-L-O-F-C-E-N-E-R. I'm saying that last name so wrong. I, I apologize. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yes, and she's great. Tobias Menez is in this. Cross. He's really good. Yep, David Cross is in this. I like this movie a lot. It's really, really funny. It is just a straight up funny, funny drama about two people who are 
further along in their relationship. They've been married. They have a kid. They love each other dearly. And it's all about supporting someone's art and their passion Uh without hurting their feelings and when you should and when you shouldn't. So like, Uh I'll give an example between like me and my wife. Like, so like she's really into ceramics and I think she's really, really good. But would I ever like lie to her about her art to make her feel better, to encourage her? Or would you like, or would I be honest? Be like, right. well, you know what? I think you've done a lot of good stuff. I don't know if this one's the best thing. Same thing with me and like my watercolor or different things that I would do. It's like, are you valuing more the honesty so you could help grow or the encouragement to help? I'm a straight up encourager. Yeah, it, it, it tackles all aspects of that in such a smart way. And it is also very funny. Um, so yeah, I recommend this movie. I saw it in theaters. Really good. Outstanding performances. Yeah. Just, just a real, real good, uh, real good comma day, but yeah, go see it. It's really good. It, it really took me by surprise. Jared, my movie, my final film, it, it finally came onto Amazon. And then once it was on Amazon, it was like 20 bucks to rent because it was brand new. 20 bucks. Just like fucking. Oh, I have two to talk about. Two to talk about. Have, did I tell you I saw Winnie the Pooh? I don't think you've said it on the show. Okay. I saw Winnie the Pooh. Don't watch it. It was a stupid slasher movie, but Winnie the Pooh's face moved and it was really cool. That, yeah. But like, that's not enough to carry the movie. Anyway, I watched a film that I recommended to you before because I saw the trailer and I'm like, I have to see this film and I send it to yeah. you. Uh, Sisu. Oh, I desperately want to see Dude, this movie. It's six 99 now on it or five 99 on Amazon. Fucking rent it. It's, it's so fucking good. It is so good. So basically the premise is there's this old aged, you learn in the film that he is a crazy person and <laughs> they just kind of let him be his own force like they're like okay you can kill a lot of people we're not going to put any boundaries on you and we're just going to let you fucking go because it's kind of like john wick he has a loss and isn't it made by the same guy i think it's produced by the same or okay same guys anyway he's done with the war but he was done with world war two i guess or world Mm -hmm. war three or world war one world war three world war one he was done with that or other wars that are happening in europe but it's now world war two and he's in lapland and he um finds gold he's now a gold prospector (gasps) and he finds gold gold. a shit ton of gold and he goes to um he's on his way back to a bank to sell it all and he comes across these nazis who have fucking nazis fucking demolished his home city Right. And this film is about basically the Nazis catch on that he has gold and they try to take it from him, but they don't know that this guy's a fucking demon and it's fucking, it's so violent. Yes. And there are some, there are some pieces of violence in this film that I have never seen in a film before. Oh, you love to hear it. You it love is to hear it. so like, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Like everybody should see this movie, but like there's very surprising things happening in this. Especially n- violence against Nazis is just, ooh, Oh yeah. Mwah. Yes. Chef's kiss. Oh, and the female, like I was not expecting this, but the female empowerment in this film off the charts. I probably spoiled Yo, it for you a little bit. We got girl power. It's, Let's go. it's incredible. There's this one scene where it's like, Oh, Oh yes. I've never wait, seen wait. that before. 
Does a high heel get impaled into someone's eye? No, but oh, something right. definitely the same spirit of that. Okay, all right. But like, <laughs> all of them, each one of them gets their comeuppance, and it's wonderful. And the film has probably one of the best closing lines of dialogue in any film ever. Really? Yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I want to see this movie so bad, Sisu. What a silly little name. It's all right. Wonderful. My last film I'm going to go over really quickly. Dan... You're a big fan of Wes Anderson. I know this. I know Whoa, this. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> you fucking saw Asteroid City. Oh. <laughs> Dan hates Wes Anderson because he's a bad human being, and nobody likes. What him. does he have Anyways, to say? Let me even. What, I, I haven't even looked up what this film's about yet. Hold on. You're not going to understand what this film is about. So Asteroid City, I saw it in the theaters. It's a delight. It's very funny. Aesthetically, it's very pleasing to look at. It's way better than The French Dispatch, which was his last film. That was like an anthology movie. But this film is also very forgettable. And like, like I forgot I saw it. It's meta. It's weird, too. So the film is about filmmaking. Right. And actors and producing a film and, and all of this coming together. And it gets really meta to where like you're watching the film, but the film is a film within a film. Uh-huh. And the actors are actors and you're seeing them out of the film and in the film and they jump back and forth and it's, it's just breaking the fourth wall and it's getting really fucking weird. So all of that's interesting. Everything that's going on in the film itself is fun and quirky, but like nothing there's, it's uh, not a lot of substance there. It's really all of the substance is outside of what the film is. And when they show the outside world, it's all in black and white, which was kind of fun too. So, like the film within the film, forgettable. Everything around it is really interesting. <laughs> wow. It's a strange movie. If you're a Wes Anderson fan, definitely go see it. If you're a fan of like, I don't know, understanding filmmaking, it can be intriguing in that way. I I don't know about, I feel like Wes Anderson is, this is just my opinion, but it feels like he's kind of bored <laughs> with what he's doing. Like, I don't know. Oh, I guess they gotta make a film again. Yeah, it's. I hope like he's enjoying what he's doing. It it feels like this film almost felt like he's just like annoyed with making films. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Interesting. It's strange. It's strange. Maybe I'm reading into it. I don't know. But uh, I enjoyed it. But then again, like I said, I forgot I watched it. <laughs> so what does that say? I, yeah. I what can I tell you? Uh, Dan, yes. do plugs now. Guys, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Get there or get square. Yeah, we don't want no squares. Rectangles only, baby. Oh, boy. That was, maybe came off a little strong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Please tell your friends. Tell Tell anyone who will listen who you think likes hearing about independent films, films in general, who likes to laugh, goofs and gaffs. We have those two. Come for the independent film. Stay for the witty banter. Banter. I said that weird. Dan, you have the final word. Uh, No, I'm just going to go watch uh, the fantastic Mr. Darjeeling Limited, and then I'll follow it up with the Grand Budapest Aquatic Hotel hosted by the Rushmore Tenenbaums. Um, you, got, you got any bottle rockets? <laughs> <laughs>